This month's episodes are presented in partnership with our good friends at ImageRaps.ca. ImageRaps.ca is your home for the best in signs and graphics that will be sure to get you noticed. They offer vehicle graphics, signage, and graphic design services that will help promote a business, event, partnership, or sale with exquisite appeal and a fresh look to bring eyes to you at a great cost. For our racing fans, look no further than some of the best-looking race cars you see out on the track. ImageWraps.ca put those together. The cars of Andy Camrath, Cole Camrath, Carter Camrath, Ryland Camrath, Colton Everingham, Corey McAllister, Chad Strawn, Nolan Gould, Roy Wilkie, Layla Walzer, and every guest of ours this month all had their cars done by imagewraps.ca. These cars shine on track while appealing to the partnerships on board. That is what imagewraps.ca can deliver for you as well. Reach out to them at imagewraps.ca if you want to glow on track with bright fonts, shiny wraps, designs that you reach and are appealing to the eye. We are so excited to present Image Wraps Month here on SNS, and we can't wait to see more of their designs on track. Not only can they can offer this, but if you'd like designs for your race team, logos, marketing tools like banners, business cards, brochures, decals, they do that as well. This is your home for all things in visual branding. Go to imagewraps.ca and start your look today. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and you're tuned into Cam, Graydon, and the team as Stickers and Scuffs podcast. They're true Canadian racing fans. Hello, friends. Welcome back to ImageWraps.ca month. We've got another ImageWraps driver here repping BT Racing after a very impressive run in the championship for the APC United Late Model Series. And, of course, he's always rocking the bone stock field, uh, kicking butt week in and week out, and teammate to our own Graydon Bunn. It's Joe Lawrence. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, it's got to be a, a a big week for you guys. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the championship, which is what you were hoping for. But man, you guys have got to be extremely excited 
considering uh, we didn't know if you were going to make the full season after the engine went kablooey earlier this year. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, no complaints with the year the way it has been. Um, obviously, a, a championship would have been a, a dream way to end it. But to be honest, uh, to lose it in that fashion, um, I enjoy just being a part of you know two guys going out and you know finishing the race and who did better took the championship. You know there was no tire issues, nobody DNF'd. It was just a race to who got there first. You guys, when uh, you kind of make, uh, I guess it was just a strategy call to to make the adjustments on the car when you did and you came back in and and the G-Force guys were like, we're not sure if this is scheduled or not. And we're just like, oh, my God, what's going on? You, you gave us all, like, a nail-biter moment there. And then you guys, like, cut your way you cut your way back through the field and everything and really put on a show, man. Like you say, it wasn't the championship, but, I mean, they sure knew you were there all season long. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, a lot of people ask me what the strategy was going into the race. And I think there was really a – a right answer or really any way of making a plan ahead of time because it just uh it all depends you know where you're running how you're doing and what you feel you know is best for you to end up being up front at the end of the thing so yeah that was kind of the goal was uh obviously being behind uh, the guys like jr and steckley who are really uh dominating the field in the early half it was kind of a goal was to get tires a stop before them and hopefully you know put some cars in between us before they got their tires and it it worked out pretty good as far as what we thought it was going to do um we just we didn't quite adjust enough at that break to have a car to compete with jr um we definitely had long run speed but the last 50 laps it was was kind of he got out to a good lead and that was all we could do about it it was almost like a like a restrictor plate race that you see in the cup series in terms of like you guys are all going out there with a car count of 31 cars taking the green flag like you can't possibly make a plan that you it's going to go exactly to the letter that you wrote it i mean there's like so many mathematical combinations that that could go sideways that it is almost like you just kind of have to be more or less prepared for anything right uh yeah definitely i said i said to the guys too like you know we could be prepared to stay out and try and run 200 laps on four tires because you know there there might be the odd that if you're pitting for two tires and you go back to 20th how good of a chance you have of getting through the field and one just on raw speed getting through the field two without getting collected in any wrecks that may or may or may not happen you never know <laughs> that's right there was uh, obviously coming into this race a lot of question about how the tires would hold up and that ultimately played a big role in this race every 40 odd laps there was a caution thrown what did you guys see in terms of tire wear did you find that it was going to be a problem while you were actually do going through about the race where your tires okay um because obviously we saw it the next day actually which is not what anybody expected was that the pinty series guys had a lot of problems with their tires early on so how did it actually play out for you guys uh as far as like our team uh we didn't really have any issues or struggles as far as tires 
Um, actually, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, we had four new tires for second practice and we put those on and the car was actually like really bad. Um, so I almost said, just go back to the old tires we had and, and keep practicing. But with how short practice that are, it was really just, uh, you know, we, you can do that without just not having any practice at all. So we tried a couple small things knowing that we were having some issues with tires and wasn't necessarily like a, a tire blistering off. It was just, it, it just gave a weird feeling to the car that, you know, it was like, this isn't, this isn't right. Something's, something's wrong. And uh, typically you can kind of pick up on that. Unfortunately, it's, it's the way it goes with tires sometimes. And uh, that kind of problem I had, I feel can happen with any tire. It's not really mm. just an American racer. Uh, as far as you know, our main concern was people blistering tires and not being able to run the 200 laps, uh, which uh, we didn't see any issues with our car. Um, I don't think there was many issues that were seen as a whole. So I think they did a really good job with what they came out with for tire scuffing and keeping them under control. And obviously the, the 40 lap competition cautions helped with that and you know, all in all, the event went very well. Yeah, I think I think the one disappointment maybe for for fans is is it did kind of seem like it did take a bit of the action away. And I, I imagine as a driver, that might have been a little bit frustrating because as you said, you know, you felt like if you had long, wrong speed and they're going to throw a caution every 40 laps, it's like by the time you get to that long run, all of a sudden there's a caution again. Um, the refueling obviously got a little bit longer of an extended period to do that. So as you're sitting in the car, uh, waiting to get back going again, um, what was going through your mind? Because you had this break, not something that you guys are normally doing in an APC race. So what was the mindset following this, this kind of extended period of time? And you've got to get ahead of everybody um, to win the championship. Um, honestly, it, it doesn't really phase me for that kind of thing. Like it, whether it's 200 laps or 100 laps, the game plan's still the same at lap one of what we need to do. So even though there's a halfway break, it's, it's a good chance to just talk about, you know, what, what can we do? Like what we need to do to put ourselves in that position. Uh, so it's actually more or less to me, just kind of helped because you get going under caution you get you know two or three caution laps usually that you can talk back and forth and you're almost talking back and forth for the next caution because if you're trying if, if caution comes out and you say okay i'm pitting this time generally that just leads to not a good show on pit road and you know nobody knows what they're doing what they need to be done and you're just all in all not prepared for that kind of stuff so it definitely you can use that kind of time to your advantage of just being prepared. You know, you know, if you want to make a change, put a spring rubber in, you have it on top of the wall, ready to go. You're just overall more prepared. I love, <laughs> it's fine. I like rocks. My, my little four-year-old niece likes rocks just by the jeans. And uh, it was her thing to, to pick out 28 rocks for me as good luck rocks. Do you have any like superstitions or like routines or anything that you that you need to do or you have to do? Um, 
Honestly, not many come to mind. I can't really think of something that I absolutely have to do before the race. Um, I feel like if I if I really think about it, there's probably something that I do every time, and I'm just not. I'm right? Not yeah, because it's that routine or whatever, or something probably. Right? Definitely. And I guess in 2020, uh, when we won that championship, the very first race we stopped for ice cream on the way. And we went yeah. out. So it was kind of that carried on quite a bit that, you know, every time we're going to the racetrack, we got to stop for ice cream if we can. Um, and we always, uh, Chris, Sarah, and I always joke when we, whenever we go to Sobble, we yep. always go to stop at uh, the place is called Sotis. And yep. it's about minutes away from the track. We always joke that we're just going to get ice cream and we're just might as well go the extra 30 minutes to go racing as well. <laughs> I think that counts, eh, Yeah, I mean, it works out, and I'm just saying. Then, if 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 anybody out there, uh, Chapman's, listen, you got an ice cream guy right here that would love to have your brand on his race car. I'm telling you, that's a perfect, perfect idea, right Except there. For baby because... Lucas, uh, uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> it it's got to be. Um, it's got to be stated how close this season ended could have ended for you guys. And you guys went close um, to get some help and you went really close. Uh, you went to mom for, for your engine. And um, I can't imagine that's always an easy conversation to have. So, uh, and then not after getting the engine from mom, did you, did you go to, uh, I don't know if you're going to call him Uncle Tom or Mr. Tom or uh, the or Gibbons, the man, or whatever it is. You guys got some really, really big help this year. And one of the things that we really like to talk about on this show is camaraderie and sportsmanship. And Tom Gibbons is a competitor of you guys, yet was able to help you guys get to that finish line. Let's just talk about that situation as a whole. Um, honestly, it's just, uh, I've always known Tom to be that kind of guy. Uh, he's just very class act, you know, clean racer on track, lots of respect off track. He just all around is a great guy. Um, so honestly, like we, we weren't even thinking about how are we going to keep racing? Like how are we going to, we just, the car was in the trailer and we said that this might be the end of the year. Um, and at, at Sobble, we were, we just finished off watching races, uh, ended up trying to help people who were fitting and all this stuff just to, you know, like you said, just even though we're competitors on track, I like to see everyone stay on track and, you know, finish races. That's, that's where to me, I don't want to win races by people not finishing them. I want to win because every single car is on track and that night I was the better driver, better car, what you know, whatever you want to say, we won that night because we were the best. And same goes for everybody, you know. Deckley, in my opinion, won the championship because he was the best this year. Overall, he did what he needed to do to come home on top. Uh, as far as Tom goes, it was after the race, we were just, you know, finishing up, cleaning up and getting ready to head to our friend's cottage for the night. Uh, he walked over and just said, Hey, I got, I have a motor sitting on my shelf. 
Uh, I last ran it at, I think he said Flambro the year before. He said, come get it and finish off the year with it. Uh, so for someone, like not even just a competitor, just someone in general to to come off or something like that is definitely um, amazing. And like you said, to to be able to finish the year off and, and have the shot we did uh, was just unbelievable. It was probably, probably one of the best storylines of the year, I think, in terms of racing. Like you guys, uh, like by your own admission, you you don't have like the the larger scale budgets like the other guys do, and you brought the big fight to the big guns, and they sure knew you were there at the end of the season. And that that I said, I was at Sobel racing for another team, and the car I drive with you, and it as the driver shows up at Sobel, what's it like, run, like doing a completely ass backwards discipline, literally in terms of the drive wheels and everything being front wheel drive, switching your brain over to bone stock discipline? You're a race car driver. There's no doubt about it. So what's it like shifting the brain over to uh, front wheel drive four bangers? Um, honestly, it, I, it's just a lot of fun. Um, it's it's funny listening to people say that that wouldn't ever drive one just because. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's it's whatever. <laughs> drive and if someone wanted to put me in a golf cart race, I'd go do it because that just sounds like a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Totally. It's race, whatever. Um, there, it's all the same. It's just different aspects of how you go about it, and you know the kind of, like you said, the morale behind it. You know, there's not you go bone stock racing. It's it's not as serious. It's more low key, kind of having fun with a bunch of guys. Which you know, APC the level that it is is still a lot of fun. It's just a to me, the way I describe it is a different kind of fun. You know, you go there, you have a little bit of seriousness behind you. You want to win. You still want to have fun. Obviously, you do all these same things in any division you're in. It just always feels like it's a lot more relaxed when you're, you're in a bone stock division. Mm -hmm. It's a division that they routinely say, you know, anybody can go out and do it. Well, we, we, we've got somebody here who's gone out and done it. Thanks to you guys in your team. Joe, when you guys started running the bone stock division, what was it like compared to now? Because it's something that we, I mean, I, th I think thanks to Rogers television, frankly, I, I had, we both had no idea what this division was. We knew True. of, these types of cars at you know sunset but we had no interest in them then but it, i find that thanks to delaware's coverage you guys have really shown us how much they're fun to watch and actually um seeing graden race on sunday it was the first time i've ever actually seen bone stocks at delaware live you guys don't mess around the, we talk about apc being fast but those bone stocks, they don't mess around either. What's it like being in that field where you sometimes got 40 cars you got to go up against? <laughs> Honestly, I absolutely love the, that's my favorite thing with the bone stocks. Uh, you know, a late model race, you'll never see four guys go into turn one and try and go four wide. And yeah. 
it crazy passes. You're never going to see that in late mall because, you know, quite frankly, you just can't <laughs> ever work. Um, and, you know, the, more often than not, if it doesn't work, that's a lot of money going down the drain. And, you know, a lot of people probably not happy. Uh, bone star, you get in there, you you get up into someone's door a little bit, you know, not nothing too crazy. Rubbin's racing kind of thing. But you go in there and there's cars in every lane driving everywhere, just trying to go go to the front. And that makes it so much fun because there's there's never a, a dull moment. There's always something going on on the racetrack when all the bone stocks are out. And that's it. Like I drove the very same car in June and then again with uh, a little more of a, a, a Joe Lawrence-esque type setup in it this time around. And when I went out this weekend with it, I hadn't been in it for a while, hadn't been at Delaware since June, and I was just scrubbing the tires on the back stretch, and I thought something was broken because I had just about spun it out. And then I I did my I tiptoed it through practice, and, and Chris asked me how it was. And I was like, I think there's something wrong. And he's just like, no, he's like, just drive it. And so then when I went out in the second practice, got a little braver, and then in the heat race, when you kind of suck it up in the – spirit of competition it's just like there, there's nothing wrong with the car at all it's just like it, it's it was an education literally in the same car just like how much adjustability there actually is in those setups to make i mean there's still like fast fast cars in the disc like there's always someone to race from top to bottom through the field is what i'm getting at oh, definitely it's just always it's always great to see that and especially delaware the the car count they've been able to have and you know maintain all year is mm -hmm. spectacular in itself. Um, not to say any other track isn't doing bad because Bone Stock is just a a really thriving division everywhere, in my opinion. Like I think I can't recall for sure, but I believe we're in above forty cars registered for Frostfest this weekend. Um, I don't know when I last saw that, but that's going to be crazy to, to me even even the enduro races at flamborough that's that's some of the funnest racing i've ever been a part of is, again you just you get going there's no cautions it's a car, a car could be turned sideways as long as it's not driver's side facing the field you're going around it one way or another and, and you're not trying to do it slowly by any means yeah. <laughs> i gotta wonder joe because you've been in the division for a while i always like to throw it out there I think we've asked Chris a couple times, but um, we 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 Graydon and I have kind of thought of that. There there's some there's two different um, uh, looks when we get the, the Lawrence brothers. We've got Joe and we've got Chris, and they're very very different, even though they're brothers. Uh, very similar to this podcast. Uh, uh, we're not official brothers, but there's very big differences between um, the two of us. I've got to ask. And my boys, for, too, are the very yeah, same they're thing. Very too. much the same. Yeah. Um, don't Weird how opposites attract like that, right? But, <laughs> Joe, what's a car that hasn't been in the bone stock division that you want to see race at Delaware Speedway? Ooh, that's a good question. This loaded because we 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 got sunfires for days, all right. But there's something I know, like when we get the odd endangered there, species, you got to keep them around. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't die. That's the thing that's good about them, right? 
Yeah. Look I, after I, them, they look after you. Really say I have a good answer for that because I'm sure I I haven't paid enough attention to say I know how many cards have been out there because there's been a lot. Um, I remember the first car I was gonna build myself for Bone Stocks was a little Honda Civic. Um, now I don't know if I'm I'm sure someone has built one over the years. I just haven't noticed, um, but I think that would have been cool to just to finish through. Unfortunately, it didn't didn't get to see the racetrack, uh, but it it would have been a fun build to just see. And that's kind of the thing. Uh, I feel like I don't pay enough attention to the, like the the back end of the the building aspect of things. You know, like. Chris typically just gives me a car that's race ready and I can do set up stuff that I know will help cars. Um, but as far as going online and, you know, picking a car that I think would be fast, uh, I, I would take some time. I, I definitely need to figure it out. Um, but I think there's guys that know that a lot better than me currently. Might, might maybe me, Chris, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, know if he might know exactly he's he's pretty good with his sunfires and cavaliers i think he's got a couple of cobalts but i think what i think one day here we'll probably build something completely different just to see so you know. i mean great and i've been floating out we said it before a bone stock caravan division is the way to go <laughs> it kill you on gas but it'd be one hell of a show the delaware crowd loves the vans in king of the hill so oh, i'm thinking those three six v6s in those vans would haul those suckers up it would be just like insane fun oh, yeah. a big big cage <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um we went and did one of the dirt races at, um, I think it was Southern Ontario, I believe, was the track we went to. It was their like New Year's Eve race that they were going to do, or New Year's Day race, but they got postponed a little bit. Um, but there was a there was a truck there uh, for it because the rules were just any any four cylinder vehicle put a cage in and go. Um, that was pretty entertaining. It, uh, I think it was a little too top heavy. Definitely turned a little too easily. But he yeah. was he was committed to doing some loops in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this rate, having some sort of like a, almost like you got the IMSA divisions with different classes at the on the track at one time. You, know, you got to do an enduro with trucks, vans, cars. Uh, what else you can fit on that racetrack at one time? Just yeah, like the the four hundred one enduro, like anything goes. <laughs> Run what you brung. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. How's it? How is it like getting to work uh, and and basically have a brother that is <laughs> nuts? Uh, he's so into um, motorsports and bringing. Uh, he brought fifteen or fourteen odd cars this weekend. He's got this massive hauler that they had this weekend um that's got to be you, really cool. oakwood transport thank you oakwood transport um what's it got what's it like man because you know we know that this that racing is a family um and that your family has been involved in it for such a long time uh yeah I, honestly some of the stuff he comes up with is just just crazy uh like <laughs> 
the day he showed me a picture and he said, I got a car hauler that's going to take all my cars to the track this week. Um, but it's never a dull moment. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't get to go out to the shop much and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Cause typically when I go there, he seems to get really upset that I get really picky with things, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but as long as I win, he's usually pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, the field the field got really competitive this year. It hasn't been as easy for you guys to go out and get wins. Obviously, Jeremiah's right out there, uh, week in and week out. Jason Lovey's been up there. Jay Cox's been up there. Colin Wilms has been up there. It is is it becoming a harder field to race, or are people just getting more creative with their bone stocks? Um, I wouldn't say harder, uh, definitely like more competitive, Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, to me, it's awesome to see, like, as much as I like winning and I want to be the winner all the time, um, it is really cool to look back at the end of the year and just say, like, just see how many different winners there was. Right. You know, again, you know, I, I would love to go and win every race I'm in. Um, but that's the competitor in everyone. Uh, they want to be winners, but as, uh, you know, a fan and a spectator, just even from the outside looking in when you take a step back to see multiple different winners in any division and, you know, crazy amount of people being able to contend, like to say anyone in the top 10 at any given time can win this race tonight is really cool to see and, and really just good for the sport, in my opinion. Absolutely. We got to bring this sort of full circle. This is image wraps month. Your car started the year plain black with numbers on it and uh, some uh, creative vinyl cutting on the hood, uh, shouting at your mom. And then you got some uh, great bright colors on there and the, the Great Lakes concrete uh, deal and stuff. Just kind of talk a little bit about image wraps and, and, and your partners that uh, kind of help make this season uh what it was for you joe um yeah obviously um you know image rap and and the work they do um is really phenomenal uh, uh almost any car i've seen coming out of that shop just really pops and you get to see it on track and somehow it just looks even better on track than it does of mm -hmm. pictures inside the garage stuff like that um but they've they've always done done the wraps on nick's cars and uh when he when he first said he wanted to he wanted to help me it was like awesome like this is gonna be great and Nick's been a an awesome supporter of mine for all of my late model career really he he helped me get started in it uh, when I came back from school I worked with him a little bit at Sunset Speedway and started driving his other car he had part time here and there and then it turned into we had he did a Great Lake series between Sobel and uh, sunset and he mm -hmm. said that i'm good to run the whole thing in that car so it kind of just stemmed as as the years went on he just kept you know putting me in more and more more races that really just put me out there for opportunities that have gone that have got me to where i am now Thanks. um but you know he he said that uh he he's a big fan of color he likes yellow he likes he likes bright he likes it to stand out mm -hmm. so uh, you know, he, he said that was the first thing he said that we're going to do something. We got to get the car damage wrapped and, and get it all cleaned up and 
you know, make a standout on track, uh, which I was all for. I, you know, again, love the work that they do. Uh, they helped us out again near the end of the year uh, with getting, getting us some vinyl and some color to, to clean up the car a little bit from a couple of races and got a couple, uh, couple of war wounds in it. <laughs> Before we get to the partners that you want to thank for helping you out and, and just in general, the people that help you out um, for the season, been in the APC series for a couple of years. Been a bone stock driver for a couple of years. I want to hear one driver from each division that you think is somebody that we all need to pay attention to because they've got a good future in those divisions. That's a tough one because there's a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hurt any feelings. We promise. Well, uh, you say that. Someone will text me at the end. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? Yeah. Um, Oh, you can do a couple. That works too. Well, we'll start with bone socks. Um, I guess the first driver we'll do in-house of the BT team. Uh, I really want to see how Jesse Howard progresses. Um, yeah. yeah. As, as a rookie year, she's done a really great job in what she has. Um, so I'd be really excited to see you know, where she goes from there. And I hope she keeps progressing the way she has been because you know, one day I think she'll be a feature winner in the bone sock. She damn near had that heat win on Friday night too. Yeah. That so we Friday were, night, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were scaling the late model and um, we decided to turn the TV on here. And we're like, Oh, we can watch the races still. So we completely forgot. We we're getting the car ready. And it's like, Oh man, it'd be fun to go watch the races. Completely forgot about the fact that they're, you know, you can watch from home. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we'll turn these on. We turned it on right as the heat race was rolling out. And we're like, oh, sweet, perfect timing. So um, she's one of them. Um, I got to think of some others here. There's a lot of good ones. Um, you know, Donovan Clark has been very, very well progressing yep. here. It's, you know, top five right now. And yep. I, I think there's there's still room for more out of him, um, and that's going to be cool to see. Uh, honestly, just you know, this the the young guys and girls that are coming in uh, is just awesome to see. And I say the same thing for you know series like the junior late models. I really love seeing the kids go out there and and get better and improve week in week out, and just to see how much they want to be there and want to be involved is, is really awesome. Um, as far as the late models, um, that one's pretty tough cause there's, there's not a ton of new guys right mm -hmm. now. Um, and it's always hard because, you know, you could be a, you can be a really good driver and just have a year of struggling with your mm -hmm. car that just, you know, doesn't show how, just, how good your team is stuff like that and honestly even even to say that like the aspect of you know a bone stock car i feel like you can you can take a driver put it in put him in and he can go run up front he doesn't really need an amazing car he doesn't mm -hmm. really need a ton of crew or or good help to to put the car up front the late model scene for APC especially is, is just so difficult because there's so many aspects that make 
a car win a feature race. You know, you need yeah. you need a good driver. You need to have the crew that's there to to adjust because it's you know we get two practice sessions. They're both typically twenty, maybe twenty five minutes long. Which you say that out loud sitting here seems like quite a bit of time, but realistically, you're lucky if you get maybe two runs in each session. So if you unload and you're not in the ballpark, you're you're asking a whole lot out of your crew to to get you there and and get you there quick. Mm-hmm. So so it's cool to see that. Um, if I had to pick at least one driver to see to kind of see where they're going, uh, Tyler DiVenenzo definitely showed some good speed this year and you know had a couple of good races. I think he's really improving and coming. Yeah. come a long way from where he started um so that's definitely cool to see and you know again another one to watch and see progress absolutely and you know joe like we that's where all you guys started right you started in the smaller divisions and had to work your way up but uh obviously you have a lot of people that you want to thank um that get you and support you uh each and every race weekend so let's hear them this is uh, your moment to let it shine Oh, this should have started writing this down earlier today. So I, I always miss someone, and I haven't been up to this year. Uh, just so many people have, you know, started the year alone that came in and, you know, just unexpectedly, unexpectedly, and didn't have to. Um, like Jim Mears uh, just came in, visited me at work one day, and he just came in, said, I like how you drive. I really like watching you and I, I want to be a part of the part of the team this year and, and support you guys. You know, someone we didn't, we didn't even send a proposal to, we didn't even approach. He just came in and, and, you know, really liked what we were doing, which is, it's crazy just to see people that, that want to do that. You know, it's, it's not often someone wants to come in and, yeah. and money to go racing. Cause that's it's just not you know these times right now is very hard to have free money that you can just give out so to have these guys like uh jamie with paragon and nick with great lakes concrete um they they all just stepped up and none of them have to and they all do it because they want to and it, it's great just to see that kind of support uh adam at um Corey's, uh, he's helped a lot, and oh, that's another one too. Uh, Will Corey, that was his second second start yesterday or Sunday. Yep. Um, I think he's going to be another one that that starts coming around. You know, he's two races in. He did very good in the junior late mall his last year, so he'll he'll be another one coming around. I'm sure. Um, who else? Obviously, my mom. Unfortunately, we we like to make fun of it now that it's it's in the past um so she she enjoys it she made us cupcakes for the weekend and said sorry about the motor (laughs) 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 Um, but we're definitely having fun with it again tom for for helping us finish off the year um chris and sarah for even just you know again chris and his crazy ideas of fielding 14, 15 bone stocks, and then deciding that we can, we can do a whole APC season. I, we got this. <laughs> it's, uh, 
is a great mentality. It's awesome to have. Um, and then the team that we had, uh, Jess and Jaden Chapman, obviously hopped on board, um, you know, kind of worked around their racing schedule just to come help us as friends. It's awesome to have them along. Um, I talked to Jay at the beginning of, or I think it was partway through last year. Um, we just had a, a, you know, a small conversation in the pits of Delaware and it just came up of what I was planning or trying to do next year. And I said, honestly, I would love to do APC. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, and if I can't do that, I'm not really sure there's anything I wanted to do. Cause I don't, I, I, I strongly agree with the moving up divisions when you can, um, mm-hmm. for me, it just, it didn't make sense to run bone stocks full time for a long period of time. Cause it's mm-hmm. just, you know, I want, I, I don't want to not race. So I'm going to race within the budget that's there. So yeah. bone stocks was, was right at that moment in time. Um, mm-hmm. but I knew that I needed to, to work on getting back to where I feel like I belong. So it's, um, I'll obviously, I'll always run a bone stock race here or there. Cause they just, it's too fun to, to stay away from. <laughs> you got to show us old farts how it's done anyways, follow you around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Even some, even, uh, I think, I think it was Phil the one time, uh, last year when I came out, he came over after practice and said, I figured out where I'm gaining time now. And I asked him, why is that? And he's like, you just like gapped me by three or four car lengths entering turn three. I didn't know I could drive it in that far. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. We're learning something. But um, yep. yeah, back to, to Jay brought um, his boy Lucas as well. Um, when we said we we're going to do APC, he said he wanted to be involved. And we're like, perfect, come along. Um, and he was a great addition. Him and Lucas said, there's there's not many kids his age that that will work as hard as he does. So it's You're uh, damn right. Yeah, we got pretty much a two for one deal there when we added Jay. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, great his, people. Yeah, his wife too comes to the track, and you know they're just mm-hmm. a great family as well. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. We have Darren Glavin on the team. Um, I know I'm missing people because there's so many um, that just come and help. Uh, Nick's helped here and there. Um, see, this is this is where I hate this kind of stuff because there's always something <laughs> yeah. message about it. But uh, you know, everyone that has been a part of it is just has been great to have. And honestly, that's that's where it makes it fun. The people you're with and who you're who you're working with on these cars is really to me what makes it worthwhile. You know realistically when you stand back and look at it it's like well i'm spending three four thousand dollars to go race a car this weekend (laughs) that that doesn't sound like a good time until you realize you know who you're with and and the memories you have while doing it that's a that's a great way (laughs) yep Um, well said definitely and Joe, we obviously want to thank you for for being part of our SNS Racing family. Makes it fun for us to watch uh, all the friggin' BT racing cars out there, and of course, 
you uh, wrapping us in the APC uh, United Rate Late Model Series uh, up against the former SNS driver and Kyle Stackley. Um, all the best in the offseason. Hopefully, we get to see you back full time again in 2024. But uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys.